good news and bad news, the uh, and they're both exactly the same. There are fewer <laughs> gratitude journals left than we thought, which means they will sell out probably by this time next week, if not sooner. So if you have been holding out on getting a upside gratitude journal, go to callieandjeff.com, click on the merch tab and grab your gratitude journal because once they're gone, they're gone. And then after we sell out, we are going to be writing a check to Ahimsa House, which is a charity that we picked to make a donation to um, from some of the sales. So we they're an organization that houses pets while their people are getting themselves out of domestic violence situations. So there's this crazy statistic that I don't have that a lot of people don't leave violent situations because they don't want to leave a pet behind. And Ahimsa is like, you got a horse, you got a snake, you got a bat, you got a dog, you got a cat. We don't care. We'll take it in while you get things settled. Because a lot of people can't, you can't take animals to shelters. So if you don't have anywhere to go, um, your pet gets left behind. They're going to make sure that doesn't happen. And um, we're going to be donating a portion of each sale to them. And you got to get your gratitude journal before they're gone because Callie feels very strongly about this. No reprints. So I just think it's a fun thing to do. You know what I mean? Because then we can come up with a new fresh design and then it's new and exciting and then it goes away for a little bit and then it's exciting the next time. Jeff Jeff and I don't see eye to eye on this, but um, I think it's a fun, exciting pop-up thing to do once a year and I won this one. So Callieandjeff.com. Click on the merch tab. Get your gratitude journal today. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for easy-to-assemble furniture. (laughs) My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for trees. What were you assembling? Um, I bought a little table for our new little studio thing, so it so it's not sitting on that round table. And what does it look like? I don't know. It's just a small little rectangle table. You won't even be able to see it. The, mm. It's the it's literally will fit the little recording thing on top of it, but it's not wobbly and round. I hope it's pretty. Um, the but the instructions on every single one said like easy to assemble, easy to assemble, easy to assemble. And so I'm just grateful for easy to assemble furniture. Nice. Uh, okay. So we have for 2020, for January 2020, a brand new show clothes. And I have to say thank you to Mindy and Kennesaw who planted this seed in my brain. Okay. Do we get to hear it now? Yeah, I'm going to play it now because it requires some explanation, especially explanation to people who are not in uh, North Georgia. There is a man here who is on the news, who is on Channel 2. His name is Fred Blankenship. No way! Oh my gosh, this is so cool! And every (laughs) single morning that he's working, the first thing he does every day is posts to his Instagram account, Fred Blank. I think it's just Fred Blankenship or maybe Fred Blankenship WSB. Will you look it up? Yeah, it is Fred Blankenship and that's it. Okay, so he posts to Fred Blankenship on Instagram these 
30 to 60 second hype videos to get you pumped up for your day. It is impossible to watch those and not get hyped up. And the Mindy and Kennesaw uh, called, obviously listens to the show and also watches Fred's videos and, and called and said, we, Fred is so upsidey. You guys got to figure out a way to use him. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know exactly how we can use him. So I spent about 45 minutes today going back through all of his old videos. And I found one that I thought conveys the upside message so well. So hopefully he doesn't mind us borrowing. Oh, you him. didn't ask. No, I thought he did one specifically. No, us. I took one. I took it off. I took it off Instagram. So uh, I hope that he doesn't mind us borrowing his good energy to close out the upside for the month of January. Here we go, baby! It is time to get up because we are always just everyday people doing amazing things. Let's go out there and get it. I love him. Love Fred Blankenship. I hope he doesn't kick us off because otherwise we're going to have to call Brad Nitz to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I would give anything to hear Brad Nitz doing a hype. Oh gosh. Brad Nitz is another WSB anchor. He's a um, meteorologist over at WSB. So they work in the same building. Yeah, they know each other. But how great would it be on on April Fool's Day to have Brad doing on Fred's Instagram, the hype video. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. Well, anyways, uh, so Fred, thank you in advance for letting us borrow that. I hope it's okay. Uh, go to Fred Blankenship on Instagram because you cannot walk away from his videos and be in a bad mood. I'm so excited about that. He's just a hundred percent at level 10 every single morning. So not to mention that he has my hours. So he's level 10 at like 4 a.m. Yeah, I don't even know what time. All I know is that Fred is on the air every day when I wake up during the week, and I don't know what, no matter what time. So I don't know what time he starts. 4 a.m. maybe? I don't, I I would bet it's 5 a.m., but it's early. Whatever it is, it is really early. I, yesterday, posted something on my Instagram, and it was a post about our show. And I said, hey, Upsiders, if you, well, I said, if you don't listen to the show, please listen because I promise that you'll like it. And then I said, if you're an upsider already and you love the show, tell me why. And I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little bit scared to post that. Why were you scared? What, what, what about well, that? I just thought that I would get at least one comment that was like, well, I tried to listen to the show, but I really couldn't get into it. I just thought there was going to be at least one kind of not so nice thing. And that was not it at all. Not only was it not, not rude. It was so nice. And the comments that you wrote were just super duper awesome. And the reason that I wanted them on Instagram is so other people could read about the show because people can listen to me and Jeff plug it all day, but it's our show. We're biased. So to hear the reasons that you like it, I thought might convince some other people to listen. I First of all, I want to say thank you for doing that because I have to make a confession here in just a second. And it helped me also. So it made a really big, I mean, it, 
not that, I mean, it makes a big difference uh, when you do things like that. And it's not just, hey, tell me what you like about me on Instagram. It really was so other people could see what you like about the show and hopefully be convinced to watch. So I hope that, uh, you know, Jeff was reminding me lately that I have not done a great job of, job of promoting our show on Instagram. And I don't know why. I guess I just think that if you follow me on Instagram, that you probably listen to the show, which isn't the case. Um, so we, we have to, yeah. that's, that's a bigger discussion. Um, we can get into it a little bit here, but I think we have done, actually we can touch on all of this here. This is like some business type stuff. I think we have done a really good job creating an awesome community and different like facets of a community. But I know for a fact that there are people who are active in our Facebook group and and participate in the Callie and Jeff Facebook group and help spread good eye, good upside energy on Facebook who don't even know that there is a podcast that goes along with right. it. Right. So if you're a podcast, if something in the in the show strikes you, s- start a conversation about that in the Facebook group because there are, I think there are 15,000 people in that Facebook group. And I would guess that only half of them mm-hmm. listen to the show and even know there's a show because you can invite people. I think the- you're probably right. And I don't even think a fourth of my followers on Instagram listen to the show. So, And also um, the Pick Me Up newsletter, two things regarding that. That is um, a mailing list that has come from a lot of different sources, not just people that that mailing list existed before the show started. So I'll bet there's people in there. So we have to do a better job in the pick me up of reminding people to check out the podcast. Speaking of the pick me up, um, just, I want, it goes out every Tuesday. Katie does a great job filling it. So good. Filled with good energy, good vibes and all that stuff. I have gotten more than a few messages from people who say I've signed up, but I'm not getting it. So could y'all do me a favor and just check your spam folders? I just want to know if it's, if people are not, if it's going to spam. And I think there's things that we can do that Katie and I can do to make it not go to spam. Mm -hmm. But because it's a mass, once you send it to over a few hundred people that you have to get a, it has to be a mass mailing. Yeah. So with that too, make sure that you, if you let Jeff know, if you email Jeff, make sure that you do that with the email address that you subscribe from, or at least include it. So we can see if there's a pattern. I know when I was doing um, my blog newsletters every month, the the place I sent it out from hated Hotmail, hated Yahoo. Like they just really? did not. And I, uh, our, the person that was doing my website at the time called the company and said, what's the deal? Like nobody on Hotmail is getting her emails. And they were like, well, Hotmail actually is really, it has super tight security and they won't allow us to send people. E-. So it wasn't even going through unless I manually added Hotmail, it. Hotmail banned stuff? Hotmail and Yahoo and MSN. Really? They have a really strict spam policy, which is great if you're a user but it's bad for people like us that are trying to email you. So we may have to do it by hand, but just make sure that Jeff knows what the email address is that you're not getting. And I think also um, if you find it in your spam folder and you have the option to mark it as not spam, that helps the overall sending out thing. And sorry if we sound foolish with this because uh, 
we really don't know how to do this stuff. Like we're figuring we're it out. We're learning as, as we go. As Fake we go. it till you make it, baby. Right. So yeah. So if, if you're if you're not getting it, but you know you've signed up for it, check your spam folders. If it's there in your spam folder, mark it as not spam and see if you get it next week. And if you still don't, then send me a message. But if you just haven't gotten it at all, you can send me a message too. We'll try to figure it out. What's your confession? You said you had a confession. The confession is your Instagram post came along at such a great time because I still, 140 episodes in, I think this is 139 or 140 episodes in, I still can, it, a couple times a week, finish doing the show. And as I'm hanging my headphones up, thank God that was terrible. Really? Yes. And it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with doing radio for 25 years. So you're fighting radio instincts that would be, so in your head, you're like acting as a program director that would be like, your show stinks. I just... Like like the show that we've had thus far today, we just spent, I don't know, three or four minutes talking about people getting our emails, right? And then before that, we played a clip of, you know, what our show's going to end. But even though you can hear it at the end of the show and we talked about how we chose it. And then before that, you questioned my furniture taste and my ability to assemble furniture, you know, with this new table that I ordered. And it's like, there's no rhyme or reason connecting all of that stuff. I and really want to make a show about nothing joke right now. Yes. <laughs> but that I, you know what? You're exactly right. That's Seinfeld. Seinfeld. It's a show about nothing. But so I just feel like sometimes we just come in here and we ramble. And then I read your messages, the people who left messages for you on your Instagram. And people are saying like, oh, it just feels like I'm having drinks with my friends or I'm having coffee with my friends every morning and I'm just hanging out. And then I have to remind myself that that's what real life is. Yeah. It's not, I think it's, it's not produced and it's, I mean, it's produced, but it's not coached. Like we're not sitting here saying, I'm not here like, Hey Jeff, I really need you to, to really give me more emotion when you're talking about that. Right. Or it's yes. Or yeah. Anyway. So it's just different for you. It's different. And the reminder came at a good time and you're grateful for the love. I'm great. It's, it's also weird to see see you how other people see you because you always see your own self in the mirror. Does that make any sense? Not no, sober. Okay. Hold on. So what my thought is it's, I feel like we always look in the mirror and see someone different than people on the street, walking down the street. See, and I mean, that as a universal, everybody, like, I feel like sometimes it's nice to know what other people or get support and encouragement from other people to say, hey, you're doing a really great job because we're so self-critical that we may not think that in a day, a week, a whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. That makes sense. So I'm not saying get your praise always from other people, but it is nice for people to say, hey, you know that person that you're looking at in the mirror that you're spending all day judging and criticizing and, you know, trying to improve? Yeah. Somebody thinks you're pretty great. Right. So, because you're always your own worst critic. And I'm not saying I think I am pretty great. And I think you're really great <laughs> at doing the show. My confession is just that I just, I know it's really well received and I love every single one of you who listens. It just, I just am confessing that it fries my brain a couple times a week that 
we are having an impact. And I think it always will forever. I hope it does. I hate the, you've seen this quote on my desk, Jeff, and I've talked about it on my Instagram before, but uh, never let your normal hide the value of what's in front of you. So it's a good reminder that even though we're in a routine now, we're doing shows and this is kind of our new normal, that it really is something awesome and extraordinary. The um, other thing that I wanted to bring up that you said very briefly, and I and I want to make this resolution for you, I want you to become better at letting things roll off your back. Like you were, you just said that you were nervous that you were going to get one comment that was going to be negative or nasty or something like that. In yesterday's episode, you said that you read three emails out of 400 that were negative or nasty or critical, and you let it rattle you. I do. And I want- I don't let it rattle me as much as I used to, though. I know, but I want you to continue to improve at that because even- because. Jesse's criticism so objectively, and I'm so sensitive that it's really hard for me to not take it personally. I mean, we've talked about this before on the show that I got one slightly kind of negative comment in one of my work reviews two years ago, and it's all I've thought about since. But I think a lot of, I think you're not like- all I've a, thought about, but- I know, but I think you're like a lot of people who focus on the one- negative thing, right? Like I, I don't think that's unusual. I actually think that I'm the exception to the the rule because have you always been this way or you're this way because you've been the subject of criticism for 25 years. Cause you were on the radio. I'm sure that weighs a lot into it, but that, I think that puts me in a position to, to give advice on it. Mm-hmm. And, and I am very data driven and math driven and like, like, like fact driven. So if you post something on Instagram that 5,000 people see and 200 people comment on, and one of those people says something that's negative in my head, like I do all that math and I'm like, that's such a tiny percentage. How does that even matter? And what was their criticism? And, in, but, but in my head, I'm thinking I'm such a person that likes to be liked. So it really, I know. But mathematically, you're still very liked. I know. And I know how ridiculous it is because not everybody is going to like you. And I know that there's a lot of people that don't like me. I just don't know about all of them. And I'm blissfully totally fine not knowing. Um, but I wish that was a hundred percent of people liked me because I am, it's a type of but, person. I know this cause I've talked to so many other people about this before that it's really hard when they, and when I don't feel liked. But the thing that is funny is the, the critique or the criticism that gets you. And I think might hang up a lot of people is not a criticism of you being a terrible person as much as it is, a statement, a critical statement. Like you are a bad person is something that should keep (laughs) you up at night. You are evil. You cannot be trusted. You are not loyal. I think you're a psychopath. (laughs) Statements like that. You're a narcissist. Those, Those things should disturb you. But if somebody says, 
hey, sometimes I listen to the show and it sounds like Callie is 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 trying to talk louder than Jeff. That's not like that's just their opinion of a situation. Like that's just a statement. Like it's not a criticism. It doesn't mean yeah. you're doesn't mean you're because Jeff would say, oh, I need to check the mic levels. And I would say, oh, my gosh, they think that I'm trying to overpower Jeff. And I, I, right. I really am not. I think he's so talented. And maybe they think that I don't love Jeff. And maybe they think that I don't it respect also, his talents. And it's probably a, ugh, boy, a it's, spiral. It's probably a boy girl thing, too, because. Oh, I think it definitely is. Remember, we were talking last week about my um, friend that was asking you for guy advice. And she was really going in depth, as I would, about you know, this person that she was interested in. And you were like, yeah, guys don't get that deep. He's like, not that we're deep. pretty one dimensional. Yeah. Um, so I think it might be. And I think a guy girl thing. And, and I think, uh, um, I'll, it's just inherent intrinsic, I think is the word. Intrinsic. Yeah. I think that's, that's a fancy the, word. I think that's intrinsic? the word. Intrinsic. Maybe that's the word I'm thinking of. <laughs> I thought you were so smart. Is it intrinsic? Is it, it, what's it mean when it's just like a built in internal, it's a, there's a built-in bias. Um, so there's like this built-in thing where, where I think women are just judged more and no matter what, it's hard. Intrinsic is belonging naturally. I think that's the word I'm thinking of. I think it is too. So anyways, um, we got to move on and thank one of our sponsors, but be, be, I'm going to read this ad copy from Brooklyn betting. And then we have to address the, the controversy that has been brewing about Brooklyn betting. Okay. All right. So, um, Brooklyn betting is one of our partners this week. I'm just going to read you've, you've heard, um, their ads on the show. They've been on for a few weeks now. Callie and I are sleeping on a Brooklyn betting mattress and we love it. Uh, and they sent us this copy. It says, when it comes to building a better mattress, Brooklyn Bedding literally owns it. American-made in their very own state-of-the-art factory in Arizona where they build a mattress just for you. Any problems with that so far? No. Okay, paragraph two. Two brothers, John and Rob Merwin, started out 25 years ago in Phoenix learning everything there is to know about building a quality sleep solution. John's wife, Kristen, encouraged him to expand nationwide, and he took a calculated risk, pioneering the bed in a box and shipping his first mattress online in 2008. Today, every mattress they sell is handcrafted on demand, delivered directly to your door. So far, so good? Okay. Why are they called Brooklyn Bedding when they're based in Phoenix? The company is actually named after their second child. As a family-owned company, they always take your sleep experience personally. Every mattress comes with a 120-night free trial and a 10-year warranty. Any problem there? No. Wrong. There's a big problem with that paragraph. We'll address it in a second. As one of our loyal listeners, you get 25% off site-wide, and that includes all mattresses and sleep accessories. Use promo code UPSIDE25. They'll include free shipping. Shop brooklynbedding.com to get your best sleep ever at a factory direct price. All right. You ready to hear about the controversy? Yeah, here, I think so. Here we go. Ever since you guys have been doing the Brooklyn Bedding commercials, I was like, why did they pick the second child? Does it hurt the first child's feelings? And it's Brooklyn a boy or a girl. Okay, Charlie, we need answers. So I need you to fall down that rabbit hole and get us some answers. Okay. Bye. Hey, Gally and Jeff. This is Becca. I am a longtime listener and first-time podcaster. Uh, love your show. A lady that left a message about Brooklyn betting and how why it's named as the second daughter is exactly what I think. It's hilarious. I laughed so hard. 
Uh, hope everything's going well, and I enjoy the show. Thanks. Bye. Multiple calls every week from people wanting to know why Brooklyn Betting has named their company after the second child. What did the first child do not to earn naming rights? Well, maybe they just like the name Brooklyn and they were like, oh, Brooklyn betting, it's two Bs. That's cool. Well, you very intelligent listeners of The Upside aren't the only ones to ask that question because they actually address it on brooklynbetting.com. No way, really? Yes. What does it say? If you go to the About Me page, there is a box about the name Brooklyn betting. So they rebranded the company. They named it Brooklyn betting and somebody said, uh, and they they address it that it's named after John's daughter Brooklyn, and then they write John's oldest daughter Kaylee was terribly unhappy for a while, but Brooklyn betting is euphonious. What's that word mean? Will I'll you Google it? We're learning all sorts of vocab today. E u p h o n i o u s. I think that probably means it sounds good. Yeah, Brooklyn. It's got the alliteration Brooklyn betting. Uh, pleasing to the ear. Got it. Yep. John's oldest daughter, Kaylee, was terribly unhappy for a while, but Brooklyn betting is pleasing to the ear. And sometimes parents have to throw a bone to the middle kid. That's what they wrote. (laughs) That's funny. Besides that, the company does a swift business in New York City. So uh, it's all about the alliteration because Kaylee betting doesn't sound as appealing. Yeah, but yeah, if you have a company named after you, though, you have more pressure on you. Right. To like... You know, and then what happens years from now when they leave the business to the oldest child who then has to say, yeah, it's named after my kid's sister. <laughs> my parents obviously liked her more. So that's why Brooklyn betting. So the mystery has been solved. Thank you to all of the inquiring minds who wanted to know the answer. If taking care of your mental health is at the top of your list of New Year's resolutions for 2020, BetterHelp may help you get the jumpstart that you need. Go to betterhelp.com slash upside. They have over 3,000 licensed counselors that you can speak with. And that involves also, by the way, not leaving your house. You don't even have to get off your couch. You can do it. Everything from your phone. They're going to give you access to text with therapists, chat, phone, and video. So it's also available on desktop, mobile web, Android, and um, your iPhone. So go to betterhelp.com slash upside right now. They're giving you 10% off your first month with the discount code upside that's betterhelp.com slash upside. And you can um, be connected with a counselor in under 24 hours. All right. In the spirit of learning things. So you said we're learning a lot on today's show. Um, I've got two random science things. I still do like the word euphonious. Euphonious. Is that how it said? Euphonious. Euphonious. I feel like that's a word that Laura Lee would use. Euphonious. She has a really good vocab. In the description of a muffin or something. Yeah. Mm, let's bake this blueberry b- bread. <laughs> blueberry bread. Bake, bake blue. I'm not euphonious. All right. In the spirit of doing uh, uh, um, some learning on the show, I'm going to just do these two quick science things that I've had on, okay. on my list uh, very quickly. One, uh, doing good deeds actually reduces physical pain. That's a true story uh, based on a study for the National Academy of Sciences of Proceedings of the National, the study name doesn't matter. All that matters (laughs) is being a good Samaritan will actually reduce pain. 
Um, They did a couple of experiments. Volunteers gave blood following an earthquake, and they they said that they experienced less pain than those who did it as part of a routine, hey, come here and donate blood. Okay. Um, And then in a second experiment, um, cancer patients' chronic pain was more significantly reduced when they cooked and cleaned for others at the treatment center. Huh. So something about the- You know what? I believe that. Like the dopamine or whatever mm-hmm. that gets released when you, the pleasure center stuff. Might, yeah. Yeah. So that's one. I'll buy into that one. Uh, and then another study that is going to validate the phrase, trust your gut. Uh, there is a bunch of uh, British economists who went and studied gamblers- Okay. And gamblers who like sports gambling, like horses or football games, stuff like that. People who trust their gut made more good decisions than people who second guess themselves. Oh, I 1000% believe in that. All they did is it's such a simple experiment too. All they did is um, follow a couple hundred gamblers who were betting on soccer matches and they allowed the gamblers to make changes up until one minute before the match began. The people who didn't make any changes, Mm -hmm. just went in, made a decision and moved on, did 17% better than people who went in to revise their scores. And the longer that they gave people, the more time they gave people, the worse they actually performed. You should remember this study in your everyday life. Oh my gosh, Jeff. Jeff always... Jeff has gut instincts that are usually really good. And then he overanalyzes yeah, it the worst. <laughs> like crazy. And then a lot of times, and I'm not going to say every time, but a lot of times you wind up regretting not trusting your gut. Yeah. I've gotten better, but I just need to, I, I need to fold this study up and carry it in my pocket. You do put because, it in your wallet. Yeah. Because it's and the longer you have the, to think about something, the worse you do at it. I need to tell you a story about what happened a couple days ago because I realized in the moment that Jeff did something that I could never do and I'm a little bit jealous of it. Do you have anything like that in your life that you're like, man, I wish that I could do that like somebody else, but I'm just not, that's not my gift. I wish I was good at basketball. That's a weird thing to be. I would like to be good at basketball and I'm not. I could probably go out there and practice, but I wish I was good at it. But <laughs> not not your gift. I wish I was better at doing accents, but everything just reverts to South African or British. <laughs> so we I have had some phone drama. I dropped my phone at, in December. Then we got a new one um, through our insurance company and it doesn't work. So Jeff was on the phone with the customer service people. This is going to make me mad all over again. (laughs) Trying to get, because they sent me the replacement phone that they sent me, which I'm assuming is refurbished. The Bluetooth doesn't work. So it's not, we paid for it and we have insurance that we pay on every month. And they sent me not a fully functioning Can I explain what happened? Because it's so ridiculous. Thanks. So we pay every- (laughs) It's really, really mad about Every month, I think it's like $12 a month for insurance. If you bust your phone, you get a new one for free. And and so we have never had a claim, and I've never gotten insurance before. It's not Apple Care. It's like some additional- It's a third party insurance company. So we've been paying on my phone and Callie's phone for two years now- $12 $12 a month to have insurance on the phone in case something happened. And for two years, nothing happened to either one of our phones. 
until Callie dropped hers and the screen just stopped working. So I called the insurance company and I all I said is like, hey, what, what do I have to do here? And they're like, well, we need a few days to verify your coverage. And I'm like- This is back in December. Yeah, and this is like three days before Christmas. And they're like, we need five business days to validate. And I, get, and I was so annoyed at that point because- I can validate my coverage immediately by looking at the website and seeing where you charge me $12 a month. Every, like I could print it out right, and like send it to you. What do you need five days for? But it was just, it was just an inefficiency drives me crazy. And it was just so annoying that it was right before Christmas and Callie would have to be without her phone for several days while they quote verified coverage. So that was strike one against them. We finally get the new phone and the Bluetooth doesn't work. So when I called them and said, the Bluetooth doesn't work, I sound like such a Karen right now, don't I? You are totally Karen right now, but it's okay because you paid for something. So you right. want, you need it to work. Like it's, it's not, oh my gosh, my life is horrible. Bluetooth doesn't work. It's just like, hey, we paid for this and the Bluetooth not working. So obviously we need right. to fix this phone. We need to fix the phone that that's not broken. What? What you said just that we need to fix the phone that's not broken? The replacement phone needed to be fixed now. Yeah, but it is broken. The Bluetooth doesn't work. Right. So I called the company back and said, you sent us a phone to replace the busted one. And this new one is also busted. So send me another one. And they basically said, no, you have to deal with Apple. And I'm like, no, I don't. I didn't get the replacement phone from Apple. And they're like, yeah, but Apple's the one who gives it to us. And then I was like, you deal with Apple then. <laughs> Like that's the equivalent of like- I could hear Jeff's blood pressure rising from the other room. It's the equivalent of like, if you buy a jacket from Target and the zipper doesn't work, you don't take it to the zipper manufacturer to get it fixed. <laughs> you go back to Target and you go, the zipper doesn't work. And they're like, let me get you a new jacket. And if they don't have the jacket, they say, let me, let me get your credit card and I'll put the money back on your account. Like they don't refer you to the zipper manufacturer. So <laughs> I'm trying to explain that to this woman. And she's like, well, that's just the way we do it. And I'm like, that's dumb. Like now we're going to go on another week. So now Jeff has decided that the, um, I was just, the I was, systems are not efficient. They must be changed. Cause it's it doesn't not make that they're not efficient. They're also impractical <laughs> for a customer. Right. Like I paid, right. I've paid $12 a month. Right. For, for that's $240 that I've paid over the court. What? No, 12, 10, 10, 10, 120. Yeah. It's like 260 bucks that I've paid $272. I don't know how much, but I've paid a lot of money, 200 and something dollars over the two years that you've had that phone. And now they're like, I paid that to have a new phone immediately. Yeah. So Jeff, okay. Well, so the, mad. the reason that I brought this up is because I was listening to Jeff on the phone and he wasn't getting anywhere with, the person that he was on the phone with, the customer service person, they were just going around and around in circles. So he's like, you know what? I don't think this is the person I need to be talking to. They hang up the phone. He Googles the CEO's office phone number. Like Googles who the CEO of this company is. Googles their office phone number. And 
quite politely, but also firmly calls and is like, I would like to speak to the CEO. I'm having a really hard time with this company. Like and you're leaving out a very important what? detail. I didn't just launch into the CEO. I told the woman that I was on the phone with in customer service. I said, I think I need to speak to your supervisor or manager. I think I need to speak to somebody above you because we're not seeing eye to eye. And she said, there is nobody in this company above me that speaks to customers. And I said, <laughs> uh, what? And she repeated herself. And I said out loud, okay, thank you. But in my mind, I said, <laughs> challenge accepted. She's trying to tell me that nobody above her talks on the phone. So, and maybe they don't. I don't know. Yeah, they so, do. You, how do you get to be the CEO of an insurance company without ever speaking on the phone? <laughs> you do speak on the phone. Anyways, Jeff calls the CEO's office and they basically put him through to um, an executive, what they said, like a VIP customer uh, it, service line. They have an executive level resolution department. Which is basically like, if you can figure out, if you're smart enough to figure out how to call the CEO on the phone, then you get the the high level yes. customer service people. Yes. Anyways, I was listening to this whole thing <laughs> transpire. And if we were in person, I would have been super embarrassed. Cause I'm like, Jeff, oh my gosh, like, let it go. Like, I don't need a phone. You know, I'll, yeah, I'll it's go a couple days. It's not about needing a phone. It's about getting what you paid for. Right. However, I was sitting there thinking, I am so grateful. Like, I wish I were assertive to say, you know what? I'm not getting what I paid for here. So I'm just going to end this conversation and I'm going to call someone else and to Google the CEO's number to call the CEO and then to follow through with it. Because had I been on the phone with that person, I would have been like, okay, I just, um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll send my phone back and just send me another one when you can. Okay, thanks. And I would have just gone without a phone. So I admire I wish that I had the guts to stand up and say, you know what? This is really not right. And I'm terrified of doing that. It's, I can't do it. I'm terrified of switching hotel rooms and all of these things. And I wish that that was something that I could be more brave about. It's just not in my fabric. I think it, it's, and it should be in everybody's fabric because if you pay your hard earned money for something, you should get what you've paid for. And I, realize now as that was coming out of my mouth, I'm, I know that the pins are missing, but I'm looking for them. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a terrible analogy, but the, they're on their way. But I, what I'm saying is like, if it's just doesn't, I, I don't deal well with non-common sense. And if you go into McDonald's and you buy a Coke and the Coke is flat and you go back to the counter and say, I think this Coke is flat. They don't tell you to call the person who installed the Coke <laughs> machine. They, they give you a new Coke or they give you your dollar back. Like that's right. what happens. I just wish that I had more of that. Cause <sighs> I think it's really brave, but you have made a life. You have made a career out of being and one of my friends has done this too. She's tremendously successful and she has gotten as far as she has because she's not afraid to ask for what she wants, knowing that she might not get it, but she's not afraid to ask. And I, I really wish that I was like that. And I think I'm getting better. I just, anyway, so I'm, well, I'm, I I will teach you. I will be the Miyagi and you can be the karate kid. So that's just how we'll do it. We'll balance each other out so I don't have to ever call someone and be like, this is not what yes. I'm paying for. Your first lesson is to go outside and wax my car. <laughs> have you ever seen Karate Kid? Uh, not since I was six. Oh. 
Seven. Hashtag old. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. I said something like five minutes ago that I need to apologize for. I called myself a Karen. And the reason I want to apologize is because when I was looking through one of our databases, I was shocked at how many Karens we have who listen to our show. And I don't know how your name became the name. Yeah, how did that happen? Of, it's got to be from a reality show or something. Yeah. So was it in Parks and Rec? Did it start Maybe. with Parks and Rec? But anyways, Karens, you get a bad rap. I didn't mean to contribute to the downfall of your name or the, you know, the, the, the nasty things said about your name. I'm sure most Karens are fine. Yeah, my best friend's from seventh grade. Her name's Karen. Yeah. She's pretty she, awesome. And is she fine? Yeah, she's awesome. My aunt's name is Karen. She's she's awesome. Yeah. So, Karen's, I'm sorry. And going forward, I'll use the appropriate name, Shelby. <laughs> what? Shelby. Shelby's like a really sweet girl's name. Like, no, no, no. Shelby. The only Shelby I know is the literal nicest human being I've ever met. No, Shelby will take you down. Really? Yeah, keep your eye on a Shelby. See, I'm much better with guy names. Like, Chad, always a jerk. Yeah. Ch- guy, I feel like women need not, no, I don't see that with Shelby. I think Shelby is a very nice girl. Hey, Jeff and Callie. This is Kara, and I'm from Amarillo, Texas. Um, I just wanted to thank you guys for your show I was challenged by a friend to start a gratitude journal and to listen to your podcast and just see how it changed my life. And I work in a hospital in an IV room where I have eight hours a day that I can just listen. And so I've been binge listening to your podcast and it's made such a difference in my life. Just over the past week, I can tell it's not a complete 180, but I'm getting there. And so I just want to thank you guys again for the work that you're doing. You are making a difference in people's lives. I went from being suicidal to looking for the bright spot in everything that happens every day. And I have you guys to thank for it. God bless. We'll talk to you guys soon. Keep up the good work. I am all about simplicity. The easier and simpler you can make something, the more likely I am to do it. And I know taking daily vitamins and supplements is important, but when I'm standing in the health food store staring at row after row of letters and roots and things and proteins, I don't know what to do. That's why I am a big fan of Care Of. You go online, you take just a quick survey. It takes you three, maybe five minutes max, and it uses your diet and your health to recommend vitamins and supplements for you. And once you decide what you're going to get, they send them right to your door in individually wrapped packets. So you don't have to open 10 jars every morning. You just grab a packet and go. Right now, you can get 50% off your first Care Of order by going to TakeCareOf.com and using the code UPSIDE50. That's TakeCareOf.com, the promo code UPSIDE50. Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Jesse. Just calling to say I'm so happy y'all are doing Weight Watchers. I am as well, and I'm six pounds from my goal weight. 
Also, I've been wanting to call and just say that the lady who does your intro reminds me of Mila Kunis for whatever reason. I know that's just a random thought, but just wanted to say that. Uh, I love your show. I love you guys. Um, You're awesome, and thank you for all you do. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, Jeff and Callie. When I was in eighth grade, I fell off a chair at school and went face first into a desk and broke my nose. I say no more. Have a great day. I know I'm not the only one that's ever done this, but I promise you I've probably done it more than most. I am notorious for grabbing my phone off the charger when it rings and, you know, you're half asleep and dropping it on in my face. And I do it so often now that if I have a little mark on my nose or if I have a little mark near my eye or something, my husband just goes, phone, and I just go, yeah. So, yeah, Callie, you're not alone. It'll be perfectly fine. Okay, bye. Hey, Callie and Jess. This is Jessica in Swanee, Georgia. I was calling um, to tell you guys a story about dumb ways to get hurt. This is not something I did. My mom has to take credit for this. When she was about 9 or 10 years old, she was watching cartoons, and Wile E. Coyote or Bugs Bunny stepped on a rake, and it hit, the handle came up and hit them in the face. So my mom decided to conduct an experiment and see if that actually did happen. So she went in the garage, and she grabbed a rake, and she stepped on it as hard as she possibly could. The handle came up. She says she can still remember the sound that the handle made, the right in front of her face. So, Mom, I'm really sorry, but I'm not sorry if this makes it on the show. I can't wait to see what amazing things come to you guys in 2020. Love listening to you. Okay, bye. Hey, guys. Um, I'm just sitting in today's show, and I had to pause it and call in. Kelly, you were saying how, you know, you were listening your- uh, reading emails, and you just had to take a pause, and you know you couldn't take any more critiques. Girl, do you? We love you. Don't even let anyone bring you down. You are you, and we love you for it. And seriously, let the haters hate. Delete the emails, and don't worry about it. We love you guys. Bye. Here we go, baby. And it's time to get up because we are always just everyday people doing amazing things. Energy on 10. Feeling good. Let's go out there and 